Al. Yes. Take our brains out of our head. Cool. And then just like throw them around or something. Or just go into them. Or just swap brains. Cool. All things that are possible. All things are possible when you just take your brain out. It's true. That's what the world has told me. Man, there's so many things in this that I'm like, that would be kind of nice to be able to do. But then also there are some things I'm like, oh, God, that's a mess. That would be bad. (laughs) (laughs) True, and that's for true. There you go. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Season Lambichago Bo will be a it's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Allen and Ladium. Hello. This is episode number two four six. Who do we appreciate? Jared. No. Yes. Al. Maxwell. Low key. Yay. Yay. We appreciate all yes. these people. We've heard, and everyone listening at home. Yes, you guys too. Or wherever you are. I'm, you don't have to be home to listen to this. I'm making a heart with my hands, but you can't see it because this is an audio podcast. It's true. Just imagine it. Imagine it. Put it in your brain hole. Which brings us back to brains. Yes. We are talking about a video game this week yeah. called Psychonaut 2. The second. Yes. Oh, man. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You are very excited. That is no lie. <laughs> I've been so hyped. Oh, man. Like, I beat this game, and you know this, but I'm going to tell the people out there. I beat this game, and I've, I'm, i like, 98% finished with it. Like, there's, there's some very minor things that I lack. And, like, I was legit sad. I'm like, there's nothing else for me to do in this game, and I want to do more in this game. I don't want to leave this game. But I also don't want to like make myself crazy by trying to go find some figments. So I'm going to leave it at 98%. But I, I am legitimately like sad that I beat it and I'm done with it and it's over. Because it was so good. Sad, sad Al. He's true. <laughs> yes, you have been very excited about this game and just spewing praise here and there spewing whenever you can <laughs> spewing just vomiting Blech. praise everywhere <laughs> <laughs> oh yes uh so yeah this game came out very recently on august 25th 2021 for consoles and pc there is supposedly a linux and mac version coming out at some point in the future correct maybe that, who knows i mean that's what the kickstarter thing says is Yes. That it's coming out, um, which I guess that's one thing that I should clarify is that like I kickstarted this game, so I'm sure whatever. I saw your name in the credits. Wait, my name's in the credits? Yeah, because you're a backer, so it's in the credits. <gasps> I didn't see it in there. Is it my real name or is it my username? It's your real name. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't see it at all. I saw it. Oh, man, now I'm going to have to boot it up and look for it again. Uh, oh, I'm glad that my name's in the credits for a video game. I guess it's not Good really job. Kickstart. I forgot what it was actually on, but, you know, crowd, We'll get into that. Anyway. Yes. Big crowdfunding for this here video game. Well, now we're going to have it... to, like, take a screenshot of my name and use it at some point. <laughs> we can do that, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, this game has been in the works for a good while. Because that's how crowdfunding games work. 
they take a little bit longer to to cook up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also been 16 years since the first game. Wow, 16 years. Which you played, I have not played. I have played it multiple times, and it is a very, very good game. Mm-hmm. And then four years since the VR game. I did not play that one because I can't do VR. Yeah. But I knew what what happened in it. Uh, we will dive into the, the who's and what's and the, the how's and why's and the, the where's. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I feel like, obviously, we have to talk about... We got to set the we got to set the table for this story. Okay. Gotta get your your salad fork next to your meat fork next to your soup fork, <laughs> and then thirty knives next to you. Where's where's my sport go? Smacked through the plate. Cool. There you go. Um, which we have to talk about the original Psychonauts, mm-hmm. and how apparently it was considered a commercial failure. Yes. Which, would you like to hear what Wikipedia considers the other video game software failures that are noted that are notable? Okay. Or at least these are some of them that are notable. Okay. Beyond Good and Evil. Okay. Which is a game that never is going to have a sequel. Never. Clearly. Never. Brutal Legend. Oh, I loved Brutal Legend. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Okay. Daikatana. <laughs> Duke Nukem Forever. Uh, yeah. Okay. Earthbound. Yeah. Epic Mickey 2. <laughs> wow. E.T. Yes. Grim Fandango. Oh, man. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Which is MVC 4? I think. Maybe. Either way, the game was bad. Okami. Oh, that was a good one. Psychonauts 1. Mm-hmm. Shenmue and Shenmue 2. Mm-hmm. Two two different Sonic Boom games and a Sonic Runners game. Um, interesting that Tim Schafer is on three of those. Yeah. Uh, because he's on Grim Fandango, Brutal Legend, mm-hmm. and Psychonauts One. Yep. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Uh, but yeah. Wow. Interesting to know. So yeah, came out in two thousand five, and everyone's just like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Double Fine and game director Tim Schafer had expressed, expressed the desire to create a sequel to Psychonauts, but the financial demand of developing the game stalled any serious attempts for several years. Double Fine gained the intellectual property of Psychonauts from Majesco in 2011, allowing them to re-release the game on modern platforms, which saw strong sales and increased demand from players for a sequel. Which is basically how that's going to be for the next decade. Yep. <laughs> which brings us back to more background about what this game was. Mm-hmm. We already got into that. We got into this a little bit. So, yes. Uh, the development of the sequel required a publisher that was interested in the game, and Double Fine approached publishers with the idea. Schaefer said that in these pitches, he pointed out the large number of both legitimate sales through digital distribution and through the illegitimate means of software piracy. After Double Fine's success with the with the concurrent development and publishing of several smaller games such as Costume Quest and Iron Brigade, Schaefer felt more comfortable about embarking on a sequel, knowing that it would not it would need not obstruct the creation of any newer properties. Wow, despite they didn't this, even stacking, which is amazing. It's true. Despite this, the publishers continued to turn down the idea. Some called the concept too creative or too obscure, according to Schaefer. For others with whom Schaefer said he had good relations, the deals they offered did not fit with the scale Double Fine had planned for the game. And then here's an offer that was made that I'm so glad did not happen. Oh, boy. In February 2012, Marcus Pearson, a.k.a. Notch, 
at the time the owner of Mojang, made a public offer to fund a sequel to Schaefer through Twitter. Nope. Nope. Yep. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Later that day, a company representative for Double Fine stated that Person and Schaefer were discussing the possibility without further affirmation. Uh, Notch noted that the anticipated cost that Do Double Fine would need would be an estimated $18 million, far exceeding what was initially expected to fund, and cautioned fans to avoid hyping the, the funding possibility. Notch and Schaefer met at, the, at GDC March 2012. No definitive plans were made for funding a sequel, however. In February 2013, Notch officially said that he was no longer directly trying to fund the sequel, commenting that he did not have the time at the moment to even try to get, ed get educated enough to make an $18 million deal, though would be open to the idea at a later time after he left game development. Notch did know other pot potential investors had stepped forward to help any such effort, which, good. good. He was too busy being a woman hater and just all-around garbage human being. Yep. Absolutely so, bag. Good that that did not happen. Oof. Oof. Uh, here's a little bit about voice cast. Okay. Most of the game's original voice actors from Psychonauts returned to voice their characters, notably Richard Horvitz and Nikki Rapp, as the voices of Raz and Lily, respectively. New to Psychonauts 2 include Jack Black, who has worked on previous Double Fine games, mm -hmm. and Elijah Wood, who had previously provided voice work in Broken Age. Yes. I did not know that. He did. As an Easter egg casting, Ricky Simons voices the embodiment of one of Raz's powers. Horvitz and Simons had previously voiced the main characters of Zim and Gurr in the animated series Invader Zim. <laughs> nice. It's a deep cut for, for some folks. Yeah, no kidding. I was... We talked about the fact that um, Jack Black was in this and, like, mm -hmm. that he he did a really great job. But I was really excited because he did amazing as Eddie in Brutal Legends. So I was like, yay, they're bringing him back. And then, like, once I yeah. realized that Elijah Wood was in it, too, I was like, holy shit, they're just bringing back, like, all these people who have worked with Double Fine before. And, like, obviously... I feel like that's just, like, the Double Fine, like, motif it, at this point. It, MO. Yeah, I mean, like, like, this is what they do. It, it's pretty cool because, I mean, like, they're getting in people who, like, you know, it would actually take a budget to get them in. And mm -hmm. uh, they're like, yeah, cool. We'll, we'll do these minor characters. And, like, Elijah Wood was so far down the cast list. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Which I think it's because they do it in, like, alphabetical order, but still. Oh, okay. I was like, holy moly, you were down there. Yeah, we don't really need to talk about him. We don't need to talk about Elijah Wood. <laughs> like, I didn't realize it was Jack Black as the character he was voicing until he started singing. And I was like, oh, that's Jack Black. Yeah, once he started singing, I was like, oh, that's who you've been this whole time. Yeah. But he did such a good job. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. Man. Um, and then let's talk about the announcement and fundraising and then everything else that happened in the last six years. <laughs> At the 2015 Game Awards, Schaefer announced Double Fine's plan to work on Psychonauts 2 using a crowdfunding campaign through Fig. Remember Fig? Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. The only two things I remember Fig doing was this and then the PC version of Rock Band 4, which did not get funded. <laughs> Does Fig even still exist? I don't know. I mean, like, I have no idea. Fig was acquired by Republic, a larger crowdfunding investment company, in April 2020. Okay. But I have not heard anything else use Fig in, like... No. Ever. Apparently, games funded on Fig were Outer Wilds, Psychonauts 2, the Jay and Silent Bob game, Rock Band 4 for PC, which did not get funded... Um, Wasteland 3, Pillars of Eternity 2, and then some other games. 
Apparently they ever been crowdfunding camp. Oh, these are all from like the last one is like a 2019. So that tells you a lot. Yeah. Oh boy. But yeah, Fig. the mid 2010s were just abundant of boy. Howdy. We got to make these crowdfunding websites because those are the hot new thing. Yep. So yeah, they were like, we're going to do one. We're going to do it on fig. And it was like, what's fig. Yeah. <laughs> the company saw $3.3 million in funding for the game, which represented approximately one third of the planned development costs and would augment money being put in by double fine and a third party investor. Schaefer noted that while the amount was the same they had raised for their Broken Age Kickstarter, which by the time of its release had significantly overrun its budget, he felt the studio was in a better position to manage the costs and processes necessary to deliver Psychonauts 2 on schedule, which the Broken Age thing was mostly because like they got a whole lot more money than they were anticipating and then were like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make this game a lot better. Oh no, we the money's gone. Yeah. Oofa doofa. Yikes. Schaefer noted that this funding approach, bringing in money from multiple investors instead of from a single publisher, is similar to the approach taken by the movie industry, and further that the use of crowdfunding can alleviate some of the traditional risks associated with investment, being an effective means of, pro of proving public interest in a title. Which I think the thing with Fig was uh, like, they tried to make crowdfunding in a way that was like, oh, you're an investor in this title, or whatever mm -hmm. you're crowdfunding, to make it, I guess, seem more fancy, whatnot. Mere days after the announcement of the Psychonauts 2 campaign... Double Fine announced the development of Psychonauts in the Rhombus of Ruin, a publisher-funded virtual reality game for the PlayStation VR, and then also came to, like, Oculus and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The game is a similar or smaller standalone chapter that serves as a bridge between the original game and its sequel, featuring Raz and the other Psychonauts rescuing Truman Zanato, tying into the conclusion of Psychonauts. Uh, during the campaign, Schaefer confirmed that in addition to voice actors, several team members who worked on the original game would return for the sequel, including Eric Walpole as writer, Peter Chan and Scott Campbell as artist, and Peter McConnell as the composer. Two-player productions, a video production company who had previously worked with Double Fine to document the development of Broken Age, would be similarly documenting the creation of Psychonauts 2. Double Fine planned to utilize Unreal Engine 4 to develop a sequel and allow them to save time and money that would be otherwise spent developing a custom game engine as they had done in the past. The campaign reached its target funding goal with five days left in its 38-day campaign. Upon completion, a total of $3,829,024 had been raised from 24,109 backers, with about 1.8 million, 48%, coming from those who opted to invest in the game compared to those who chose the more traditional reward-based options. Some of this funding was tied up in processes with the Security and Exchange Commission to authorize FIG's use of un unaccredited investors... Fig during this time covered Double Fine's development costs from their own capital. The matter was resolved in September 2016, ensuring Double Fine will receive the amount funded or invested. Uh, in February 2016, Zach McClendon, who had previously worked as the design director at 2K Marin and Harmonix, announced that he had been hired as the lead designer for Psychonauts 2. And in February 2017, it was announced that Starbreeze Studios had invested $8 million to help digitally publish the game across all platforms. They would recoup the investment by gaining... 85% for the profit on sales after the fig investors are accounted for until it is recovered and then take 60% beyond that. The investment only affected the distribution as Double Fine retains all control on the intellectual property and the development process. Double Fine had originally planned on a 2018 release for the title. Whoops. <laughs> but announced in December 2017 that with the game in full development and their pro their planned roadmap towards release completed, they did not expect the to release the game until at least 2019. Whoops. Double Fine premiered the game's first full trailer at the Game Awards 2018 in December 2018. Psychonauts 2 was an alpha at this time. 
By June 2019, Double Fine had been acquired by Microsoft as part of Xbox Game Studios. Microsoft published or purchased the publishing rights for the game from Starbreeze for $13.2 million. Wow. Despite the sale, Double Fine stated that Psychonauts 2 would still be released on all previously announced platforms, not being exclusive to Microsoft platforms. The Microsoft acquisition allowed Double Fine to pay back the FIG investors earlier at a 139% return, an increasing subsequent revenue-based return on investments from 70 to 85%. Schaefer said in a 2020 interview that prior to Microsoft's acquisition, they were at a point that they cut the boss fights out of the game due to lack of funds, but were able to re-add them afterward. And then in June, in July 2019, Double Fine announced that they would have delayed that they have delayed the game's release until 2020, wanting to make sure the game to make the game as good as players are expecting. Double Fine announced in July 2020 that the game was further delayed to 2021, which allowed for an Xbox Series X optimized version to be released as well. A release date for the game was officially announced at E3 2021. Double Fine announced on Twitter that the game had gone gold on August 6, 2021, and on August 23, 2021, Double Fine revealed that the Mac and Linux versions were delayed until further notice, and then the game came out as well. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it has been a uh, up and down... It's been an adventure. It has been an adventure. You might say it's been a Double Fine adventure. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, so I was an original, like, fig backer on there, and I guess it got transferred. I don't re even remember, like, where I got my code from this time. Like, I forgot where the emails even come from at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I, I, like, as soon as I saw that they were doing crowdfunding for this, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Sign me the f*** up. Because, <laughs> um, God, the original Psychonauts game ruled. Um, so it's real, real hype. And I also, like, you know this about me. I love the Double Fine games. Mm -hmm. Like, even some of the ones that people don't tend to like, uh, like I said earlier, Stacking is a very, very good video game. Um, I also like Costume Quest a lot, but Stacking was my favorite. And also, you know, it might be a whole thing of me really liking Russian Stacking Dolls, but... I was going to say. <laughs> uh, I've, I've loved Double Fine games and, like, Tim Schafer-related games for a long, long time. Um... So I was really, really excited to be able to like contribute to a game coming out. Um, I also contributed to Broken Age. Um, but yeah, Psychonauts 2 was, it's been quite a, a road to get to where we are. And I was honestly, I won't lie to you, I was nervous because mm -hmm. it, it was taking so long and there were issues and it's like, is it going to be good? Um, it good. It good. Were, did you, so when they got bought by Microsoft, mm -hmm. did that change your feelings of, oh, is this going to be bad or good? Or what did that, that process like make you feel? Um, I mean, the main thing that it made me feel is like, oh, they might have a more secure budget now, mm -hmm. um, which helps typically. Um, but I was still a little nervous and I right. hate to admit that, but I was still a little nervous. I mean, it had been what, six years since they announced it was being crowdfunded Yeah, and they'd been trying to pitch this around to people for at least a decade. Yeah. So when you think of games that take long to make, which I mean, crowdfunding games take longer to make because you're at the ground floor with with companies right where with normal game development you're not at the crowd the ground floor with everyone you're hearing about games when they're like actually being made and like 
there's stuff happening and there's things you can look at and see like, oh, that's a video game. Right. Whereas with this, it's just, hey, we have a name. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Like you're investing in the fact that it's a name of a game and it's mm-hmm. a company that you know and that's it. Like you don't correct. You don't see anything, you don't know anything. Like I would get backer updates, but Right. Like it it was still like I I really, really love the first game. So I was I was just like, I really, really want this one to be good too. I want it to live up to that first game. Which is a lot of a lot to put on a game. It is a lot to put on a game, and I fully admit that. Like that's all on me. That is that is a lot of pressure. Um, but I mean, as I mentioned before, I I really really loved Psychonauts. I think that Psychonauts two blows it out of the water. Like it's (laughs) like insanely better. And I think it's mainly just because of like how it deals with certain themes and things like that, that like Psychonauts had that in there, but two really took it more seriously and also had some really nice features that um, I I think are important, especially when you have a game like this um, that deals a lot with like your brain and mental things, Um, which I'm sure we'll talk about some of that, but um. Like, this game just really nailed it, from my opinion. And so, like, I was so happy. Legitimately, the whole time I was playing it, I was so happy. I was just, like, smiling at my TV playing this game. And when I beat it, I'm like, no, I want to play more of the game. <laughs> um, and, I mean, that's, that's a good thing to come away with, of, like, I am utterly satisfied playing this game and i wish that i could play more of this game right like that's that's not a bad thing to walk away with no so i feel like it was definitely worth the wait and it was worth me investing my money and also um you know i have it on steam now because of my backer thing but i played it on xbox (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i played it I played it on the the Series X, so it had like zero load times, which was awesome. Sorry, that was a weird sound. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting as well because, like, you talked about you know the ways that like it handles certain issues and everything, and like just all the accessibility options that it has. Like that, if this game had come out maybe even like three years ago, that wouldn't have been there when it was originally came was supposed to come out. Like, it's hard to imagine it going that hard in that direction yeah that in a way that the way that they had to take more time on it and you know getting that microsoft money let them do more stuff with the game kind of was a benefit so they could actually like potentially do more with that compared to what they could have or what they might have done originally this game has some of the best like messaging about like potential issues that might arise with a game and also just accessibility features in general mm-hmm. that I've seen in a game maybe ever. Like it was extremely impressive. It's pretty cool. Like I booted it up and I got that original message of like, you know, it, it might might upset you if you have some issues with like dental uh, scenarios and, you know, it, it deals with, um topics such as panic 
text, but in a comedic manner and that may be upsetting to people. And uh, even the fact that it's got like an invincibility mode that you can just turn it on and keep playing it and not, you can't get hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, And it had like features such as like changing the subtitle size, which was very nice for me because like the original subtitle size was like, oh, it's a little small. I booted it up, like boosted it up. I'm like, oh, now that's great. I can read that. It's perfect. Um, so like they were really, really like taking it to heart of like, how are we going to make this so it's as accessible as possible for everybody? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really, really cool. And I wish that more studios would do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like this is this is kind of like a master class of like, this is how you do it. Um. And, and it's great because it's kind of a spit in the face of the get good people too. And I love that. <laughs> uh, also, it's great that you could toggle on and off fall damage. I'm like, yes. I didn't realize you could do that. You can toggle on and off fall damage. And I was like, well, I'm going to toggle that off because I keep falling <laughs> down, uh, which was great. It made a lot of my exploration much easier when I could just... Mm-hmm turn that off and fall down however I needed to but yeah I mean if, if you have any opinion on that too like feel free to, to chime in but I was just super super impressed it's cool it's very cool more more <laughs> game studios should do this please do this more game studios thank you for coming to my TED talk it's cool it's you know what? That's a good TED talk, and I, I am I appreciate your input and your your entire speech. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll be here all week. Good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, like you've mentioned, you had played through the original game and all that, so you were aware of you know this settings and the story and everything. And the characters. I was on the other hand not. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I knew about uh, the original game and everything because, like, obviously, it's not hard to hear about it and all that. But it's something I never played. Mm-hmm. It's something I kind of vaguely knew about in terms of story and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I didn't play the VR game because I don't have VR capabilities. So. I didn't play that either, but I knew about it because it yeah. makes me sick. So, like, I came into this with, like, no real, like, know-how or knowledge of what was going to happen or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Which, thankfully, like, the the beginning of the game is like, here's a recap of what's happened. And I was like, all right, cool. That was really great. I mean, like I've played the original recently. So it was helpful for like, you know, me to play that recently and then go in. Cause I'm like, all right, everything's fresh. But if it had been since like launch, since you have played it, like the refresher would be really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, or for like you that you had not played the original, they gave you a pretty decent rundown. Of, like here's the general plot of Psychonauts one. Yeah. Um, here's the general plot of um, what is Rhombus of Rhombus of Ruin. Thank you, Rhombus of Ruin. Um, now we're moving into two. Like it, it was very well done in my opinion. Yeah, and like I initially was not even going to play this. Yeah. Because like I didn't have Game Pass at the time, so I was like, well, yeah, I had Game, well, I had Game Pass because of twelve minutes, but I was just like. I mean, I didn't play the first one. I don't really want to go play the first one because I doubt the game has really aged that well in terms of platforming. And it's a, it's a mid two thousands game, mid two thousand platformer. Like those games have not aged well. It actually hasn't aged as bad as you think it would. 
Right, but like it, as well, it's like I don't want to really want to play a game from that era and just have to fight with controls potentially and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, eh, you know, whatever. And then you kept talking it up and everything, and I saw all the people talking it up, and I was just like, I mean, I still have Game Pass for the next month, so like, can't hurt. I guess I could just download this and try. <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically what I did. Nice, nice. I gave it the old college try. You did. And luckily, it's like, hey, Jared, this is specifically for you. Here's a rundown of the games that you missed. I was like, yay. Yay. Now I'm all caught up, except not really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it all. I know the beats, but, like, obviously, like, you know, like. Details are missing. Details are missing. The the relationships between characters is missing. So, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of stuff that, like, you are going to get, I'm just kind of like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which I made the comparison after I finished it, like. To me, this felt a lot like when I was playing through Yakuza 7 and you were watching it and I was like, oh my god, these bobots are so cool. These characters are coming in. And you were like, "Uh uh-huh, yep. Yep. Sure. Like, this is a cool moment. I don't know who you are. (laughs) Yeah, so like that was kind of like my version of that now. Yeah. Where like, I like this game. I like, I think it does a lot to really catch you up if you have not played these games before. But like, there is definitely going to be stuff that are missing if you have not played the other games. Because I mean, obviously, that's just what happens in the sequel and everything. So like, fans like you are going to be way more invested in something like this than what I would be. Mm -hmm. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just, you know, that's just the way these tend to work. Yeah. So. Well, now I've gone back and done the Yakuza stuff and played Yakuza 7 so now you get to go play Psychonauts 1 mm. <laughs> or alternatively I'm pretty sure I have it on PlayStation what's a PlayStation never heard of that so we could I could who owns a PlayStation I could replay it and share play with you you could then you would be able to experience Psychonauts but not have to play it and I'll be like I don't know. I already know what happens in this game. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I will say that. What was I going to say? I don't know. I was going to say something and then I got off track because you, you made a goof. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Um. Oh, I was going to say. Um. Like I said, I do like this game. I think my only gripe about it is I don't like the combat. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, I just felt real plane and most of the time through combat i was just using like two or three abilities combined with each other and just none of it really felt great to me to to like use and play so i was just like it was a lot of times just going into fights and just being like all right let's just get this over with so i can move on into better stuff oh wow yeah i i utilized a lot of the abilities like i i I use a lot of the like side blast i mean Um, that's basically all i used was that Punching people, mm-hmm. setting them on fire, yeah. rinse and repeat. Um, I did a lot of the 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 like time slowing. I did a lot of mm. um, like telekinesis stuff, like throwing stuff at people. I didn't really do a lot of telekinesis stuff. Man, like, other that most of the other stuff you used, I did as well. But it's like none of none of it felt great to me. Like it, it really felt like the combat in this game was kind of just like an afterthought in a way that we need this in order to have boss fights and all that sort of stuff. Whereas, like, I would have been okay with just this just being a platform, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought that was cool because, like, I really didn't, I didn't know Psychonauts was a collectathon type game. Yes, it is. 
I had no idea about that. So like when it was like, here's just a platformer and it's a collectathon. I was like, man, I haven't played one of these in a good while. This is kind of neat. Yeah. It's kind of nice just to play a platformer. Yeah. So like that was a fun surprise. I really, really like it. I like it a lot. Um, also, it is very satisfying, and I don't know if you did this at all, but um, the the like judge enemy has mm-hmm. a big hammer, and you can telekinesis away from it and throw it at him. What? It's so fun. I would just set it on fire because like it sets on fire. I guess that's what I gotta do. No, nah, man, I would telekinesis and like pull it away from him and just bonk him with it. It was awesome. <laughs> Now I feel stupid. <laughs> oh man, it was so satisfying to bonk that man. I hated having to fight them because I was just like, I'm, I'm gonna set the, the the hammer on fire and it's not gonna do anything, and then I'm just gonna shoot it a lot and punch it, and then just keep doing that until it eventually dies because this is gonna take a while. Mm-mm. It does a lot of damage if you telekinesis that hammer away from him and bonk him with it. That would have been good to know. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's not your fault. Um, but it it was uh it was very fun to do. I really enjoyed fighting those guys because I'm just like, ah, time to bonk you. Come here. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I used I used a lot of the abilities. I think the only one that um, like I didn't use much because it only had like one real specific use was the clairvoyance. Yeah. But the rest of them, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to cycle between you. But yeah, it is a collectathon. You have to get like the like half brains, the figments. You have to get tags. the tags and the the emotional baggage, which is Keys. uh holdover from the first one. Cards. Yes. I also did not do any of the side quests. I did. I did because a- I wanted to get through this game, and I was like, I had to basically tell myself, all right. You can't go collect everything. <laughs> Stop that. You have to beat the game, which for me is a hard thing to do because in these kinds of games, I'm just like, whoa, my dumb brain thinks, oh, there's stuff we got to collect. You got to go get it. My, what are you doing? My dumb go collect brain, that stuff. My dumb brain did that. Well, you had time to do it. I did not have time to do that. Well, now you can. You can go back and do it. Yeah, I got other stuff to play. We have a backlog of other stuff we got to get through as well. God, I have such a backlog. And then, and then we got Judgment coming up in a couple of weeks. Ah. Uh, Life is Strange comes out in two days. Or, sorry, it came out yesterday. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, which I'm not buying that right away because I can't really afford to, but... Yeah, the new Life is Strange came out yesterday. I did not know that. Yeah. I thought I had it. How come it hasn't... Co- hmm. Um... Interesting. Games be coming out. Yeah, I can't be. I can't be spending time going back to another game to get collectibles. I have an Atome. Atome came out yesterday. Atome is coming, delivering to me this week. Warrior War comes out. Yeah, I've got that coming. Too. Friday. Friday. Yeah, and yesterday. Wow. Yes, yeah, so Life is Strange is coming at, uh, coming to me. It says it hasn't shipped yet, but it's supposed to be here Friday. That new Tales of game is the same day. What is happening right now? It's September. Game Madden has come out. The games are coming. Oh my god, this is so John st- Madden saw his shadow, and it's time for the games to come out. It's so stressful. There's so much to do. There is. There's too much games. Anyway, the side quests are fun. Um, like there, There's one that's like um, a scavenger hunt. 
Yes. Um, there's one where you find your your um, brother, sister, sibling. I don't know what the sibling is, um, but you find you find the sibling. Um, I found them a couple of times, and then I just didn't find them again. Yeah. Because I stopped looking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember what the other ones were. There's one where you got to find something for Lily, which I tried to find, but then never found, so I just gave up. Uh, I I did. You have to find a mushroom for her. Yeah. And um, there's a specific way you're supposed to do it, but I did it a different way that I don't think is the way you're supposed to do it, but it worked. Nice. Because um, you have the, the like time slow ability. Well, I never tried it when I got the time slow ability, so. Right, right. Or looked. So there's a waterfall and the logs go mm-hmm. up and you're supposed to time slow and then jump on the log and then jump into the cave. Um, there's a cave there? But I noticed that there was a cave and... Um, I was like, okay, well, what if I just like somehow jump onto this log and really quickly jump into this cave before it throws me off? And I I kept trying to ride those logs all the way to the top and like getting hurt and just not realizing that wasn't the way to do it. So I kept trying it over and over and over. I was like, I'm doing something wrong here. Well, that's how I nearly died. That's how I did it was I was trying to ride them and I found that like I saw the cave through like the water split at one point no like i just kept riding them all the way to the top where it'd be like all right we're gonna warp you back down to the bottom and oh respawn you. no i didn't do that i didn't do that but like the yeah because wa- you're smart i'm not <laughs> the water split when i jumped on one i was like oh there's a cave back there so i just kept jumping on it at the right time and then trying to like jump again to get into the cave and i finally pulled it off um without doing the time slow slow thing so i got the mushroom like yay that's not how you're supposed to do that I realized that once I got the time slow, I'm like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. But my way worked. Um, but yeah, I did do all those. I ended up getting uh, Raz's original outfit back. Oh, neat. That was a pretty cool little Easter egg. You can change in a bathroom. Nice. Um, but yeah, so that was that was fun. Um and you had some some new enemies in this that were interesting, like the the panic attack. Mm-hmm. What, as I mentioned, there was the judge as well, but the 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 panic attack was actually it feels very panic attacky mm-hmm. um, because everything's so like jittery and fast and like bizarre. And I was like, oh wow, okay, yeah, this this is this this is good. Um, and that's one thing that I specifically want to mention about this game is that it was very, very cathartic to me. Um, I, as many people know, have lots of issues with depression and anxiety and panic attacks and all kinds of fun things. So it's really, really nice to like, I don't know, be able to just destroy doubt. <laughs> just completely obliterate panic attacks. Like that is very, very cathartic and like nice to be able to do that. It's like a physical embodiment of these things that bother you every single day. You're just like, you know what? Just set on fire. Have fun. Like Die. it's 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 really, really nice. Um and I I um had a stressful month. <laughs> I was gonna say a few weeks, but to put it mildly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really, really nice to, to me that I, I've had such a bad month, and I was able to like go into this game 
and play something that I thought was like utterly delightful, very, very fun to play, in my opinion. Um, like bright colors. It was a continuation of something that I really liked. It wasn't disappointing, which was also good. But also I was just able to completely obliterate things that like are actually going on in my head at the moment. Um, so it was it was very, very good for me. Uh, I think that this was a a very positive thing for my mental health. Right. Which is not something that like not something that you can specifically say about a particular video game in general. That's like, this was really something that felt like a therapy session to me rather than just like it just being a fun game for me to play to distract me, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had a lot of like relatable feelings in it in general. Even though everybody's like weird gremlin characters. <laughs> I saw someone tweet that like all the characters in Psychonauts look like they should be gummies. <laughs> Oh man. Um, and, and that's one thing that I'm actually curious about. Um, since you don't know the characters as well, like, did you have a fa- favorite character design of any of the, the, the characters, like the Psychonauts? I don't know if I would like say like I had a very favorite like character design. Like I knew they all would look weird because mm-hmm. it's a double fine game. Yeah. So like I knew like I knew their aesthetic is just like weird and just like wild designs. And like I've seen you know stuff from psychonauts before so like this isn't anything like super new yeah so it wasn't like like oh my gosh look at this weird weird boy um i will forever love sasha nine's design Mm -hmm. sasha nine's design is ridiculous like his stupid stupid floppy hair (laughs) like he's great um i'm also really we got some cute backstory that i really really appreciate that um we had with uh, Mia that I had a conversation with her and one of the things you can ask is like, how do you actually say your name? Is it Mia or is it Mila? And um, she's like, oh, yeah. So it is actually not pronounced like Mia, which is how we've all said it forever. It was just that Sasha actually mispronounced it the first time that he ever met me and I thought it was cute so we just rolled with it and I was like oh my <laughs> god because her 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 name is Camilla mm-hmm. so it should just be Mila but the whole like canonical backstory of that is that Sasha mispronounced it she thought it was cute so she just rolled with it and now everybody calls her Mia that was one of the things I saw like initially where they were saying that and I was like that's weird yep <laughs> Like, that doesn't seem like that should be the pronunciation, but all right, I guess that's it. Man. I'll roll with it. Yep. Yep. So that was cute because I've always wondered why, like, her name was pronounced Mia instead of Mila. But that is. That is the. Uh, the story. But she said that she just didn't. She She didn't want to correct him. It's really cute, which I'm sure you picked up that they are kind of like a thing. Whoa, no. This is news to me. Oh, my gosh. What? what? Um, which, man, I wish that you had played one so that you would know uh, Mia's backstory because, holy <laughs> she has a dark backstory. I also have a dark backstory. I don't think you have quite dark of a backstory as her. 
Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Um, this game rules. I, I don't know if you've you've said that enough. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> There's one thing Al knows is that she likes this game. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Everything else, it's a mystery. It's true. Um, um, yeah. Do we want to give like a breakdown of the story or do we want to give an overview or do we want to just not do that? We can talk about the story. Okay. I can read the Wikipedia summary. Okay, give me a Wikipedia. And you can fill in the blanks because you will know this way better than I will. Okay, I can try. Uh, the beginning of this game, you are going back to the mother lobe. Because mm-hmm. you captured Lobato and Truben's like, I'm sleepy. Yep. And Raz is there. He's like, I'm cool. Look at me. So Lobato. I work with all these cool people. <laughs> Lobato is the main villain from the first game. And right. uh, in uh, Ramos of Ruin, uh, he has kidnapped Truman, who is um, Lily's dad and also the leader of the Psychonauts. Um, and so because of all of this mission stuff, Raz is supposed to become a Psychonaut. So when we're going back to here, this is what's supposed to happen. And then he gets in and the, the receptionist is like, takes a look at him and some other people take a look at him. And they're like, eh, eh, you ain't no Psychonaut, son. <laughs> You gotta join the intern program, son. You're an intern now. I really like the interns. Yeah. They are a little sh- Yeah, they especially are. Especially at first. Yeah, they are. But then they just grow to be good little sh- They're good little sh- They're little gremlins, all of mm-hmm. them. Like straight up menace characters. Yep. It was very, very nice. Like, uh, I liked seeing them grow and like- Continue to be the same little shits they were at the beginning, but like, obviously they care more about Raz and are using their little hood for good instead of evil. Mm-hmm. Like the moment at the end where they all like show up to help you fight, it was like, yeah, yeah, this is good. It was really good. Oh man, oh man, or even like, even earlier when when you're trying to like get around the the casino area and they're like oh yeah we'll just use our abilities to help you out even though like some of them are not doing the at it but they're still trying tried their best they tried their best but um yeah i really like the interns very good they're good characters and i mean that that's something that I really appreciate about Psychonauts is like all the characters in the first game, like all the campers were really, really good characters. And you could like go and talk to them in between missions and like get to learn a little bit about them. And there was a lot of that here too. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm glad that there were like characters that were Raz's age that we could connect to again, because that was something that I really liked about the original game. And they were all great characters once again. Yeah. Like if there's one thing the Double Fine does very well, it's it's characters. Unsurprisingly. Yeah. What? Who could have seen that happening? Anyway. Very very surprising. So now we're an intern. Yeah. And our uh, clothes also, are stolen. 
you get your clothes stolen, but they also they find out like they go into Lobato's mind to try and figure out like why he did what he did. Yep. But it's booby trapped. Yep. And they learn about Maligula. Yep. They're like, oh no. She's watching you. She's coming back. <laughs> I always feel like Maligula's watching me. <laughs> Got no privacy. <laughs> oh, whoa. So yeah, he joins the intern program and has to go work in the mail room. With Nick. Who has, has no brain. No brain. <laughs> Literally. I would occasionally drop in the mail room to check on Nick and like see he was like wrapped up in the thing or like his head was getting smashed by mm-hmm. like the stamp thing. I'm like, oh Nick, let me let me help you, buddy. Come here. Come <laughs> let me get here. you out of there. Oh no. Oh no, buddy. It, it kind of felt like like when my cats get into dumb <laughs> and like, oh no, come here. It's okay. Yep. It's kind of the same thing with Nick. It's true. Poor dude. Um so yeah you you find that out and there's also a key to a room in a in a casino and is on his body essentially yeah and then you go to you go to class to learn about how to be a psychonaut and then raz is like what if i make my teacher like money a lot and take us on the casino mission yay that sounds like a great idea it's not a great idea. it's a bad idea it's a very bad idea so basically he spends most of that mission having to fix his mistakes yes and then everyone's like dude what the f- <laughs> that's not cool you gotta like not do that. Yeah, you can't manipulate people's brains like that. He's like, okay. My bad. Um, I regretted it as soon as I did it. But he also finds like this weird room that has like the Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny <laughs> red line board. <laughs> like, what's going on? I gotta. I'm putting all these points together, and there's also like a thing about Lily mm-hmm. that she might be like easy to manipulate. Yeah, they're all because everyone sees like, oh, there's a double agent. There's a double agent. There's a spy among us. Can't trust anyone. Ooh, spooky. Spooky. Yes. So he comes back. They all come back, and he shows this paper to Lily. And he's like, "Hey, this is weird." And she's like, "Why are you suspecting me? Ugh, I'm out of here." <laughs> he's like, "Huh? <laughs> I just want. I'm just trying to show you this." Also, they have not addressed the fact that they kissed. That is still a thing they have they have not addressed at this point. He kind of addresses it at the beginning. He tried, but she's... Well, it's like in his internal monologue, he's addressing it. Yes, but she's she's distraught over the situation with her dad. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, he, he mentions it in the monologue, but they still have not addressed it at this point right. together. Mm-hmm. So... And, like, every once in a while, like, you can have a dialogue choice of, like, hey, so about that kiss? And then, like, he chickens out. It's funny. Sounds about right. Yep. Um, so Truman's just there sleepy. Mm-hmm. And Raz is like, hey, what's up? And he's like, hey, what's up? Hey! <laughs> How's it going? And hey. Raz's like, ah, what? what's going on? Everybody said that you are, like, unreachable, but you're talking to me right now. What's going on? It's a secret. Shh, get forward. Don't tell anyone. Bring Ford here. We need He'll Ford. help you find the secrets that you need. We need I'm going back to sleep. Unshattered Ford specifically. And then he also lets you kind of like have the run of the the place. Yeah, which is nice. So it's like, yay, I can go all the places. Woo! Um, so you can actually get out of the lockdown at that point. Mm-hmm. And go explore and go see some of the other places and characters, including your family. 
your family and everyone the everyone who works at Cyclones is like why are these people here? Who are Get them out of here. Who are these people? What are they Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. That also unlocks like the kind of like open world part of the game. Yep. Where you can kind of go different places that aren't just missions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Like you can go to the questionable area. You can go to like the little hub area that's really pretty and outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to uh, the the lab. I'm forgetting his name. Otto. Otto, thank you. I should yeah. remember that because You can that... get a camera and then a thing that lets you hear voices. Yeah, Stray Thoughts. Yes. Um, I should remember his name is Otto because that was literally going to be my name if I were a dude. I'm not kidding you. I would have been Otto McDivitt. You could have been Doc Ock. I could have been Doc Ock. Oh, man. Rip. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, we, we have more of a... We have a open... We have more, yeah, we have more real estate to to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a lot of that. Then I was like, wait, I got to I got to get out of here. I got to I got to play the game. I got to I got to do the story. <laughs> Is this Fight when you here forever. That the collect-a-thon thing was happening with you? Yeah, I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do the story. Oh, man. Um, so. We're able to to get Ford to come out of our, our gear with the bacon. And then he just like leaves and becomes three versions of himself. Yes. And I was like, what is going on here? So he's in the mail room, he's in the bowling alley, and uh-huh. in the barber shop. Correct. Did, so you have to go. Did, did you have any question about the fact that he was like coming out of his ear because of bacon? They mentioned it at the beginning of the, oh, like, okay, in the okay. recap. So I was like, I knew that was a thing. <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> so I think he, he talks about like, Oh yeah, there's Ford, and he's in my head. And if you want him to come out, put a piece of bacon near my ear. It's a weird party trick, but I'll show you sometime. And I was like, "All right, cool, <laughs> sure." Literally, how it works in the first game. Like I mentioned to you, Ford is everywhere in the first game. That he does, like in the same vein as this, that he does a lot of different roles simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he runs the the school store and he's also like the janitor and the groundskeeper and he you know does all these different things um but whenever raz like needs advice or needs like pushing in one direction like you can you can have some bacon forwards like hey what's up out of your head give him you give him some ground bacon in this yeah you do give him ground bacon this is real rude but yeah, that's your whole mission at this point is to make him whole again, quote unquote. Yes, to unshatter him. Yeah. So you have to like go through these various things where one is like you go to the one place with the one dude. The one place with the one dude. Who's very scared of everything. The bull guy, right? Because he can talk to animals and stuff, but he's very like messed up. So he's in like a psycho isolation chamber. Essentially. Oh, right, right, right. The the bee. The bee. Yeah, yeah. Um. So he's one of the like, I forget what their actual distinction is, but they have the psychic six. Thank you. Um. He's one of the psychic six, and he is in an isolation, and he put himself there. He he checked himself in, but mm-hmm. um, he has been suffering greatly, um. Because of events. A lot of people in this game have been suffering greatly. Yes, yes. And um, he asked for a single B, and we give him three Bs. give him three, and he's like, ah! That's too much! Too many Bs! 
bees. Not the bees. <laughs> bees? So you go into his head, and then you go into a game show, which I thought was really good. It was really good. It's basically like a, a, a cooking game show where you have I to, like, make meals. Yeah, I also did that one first and then realized I didn't know how to ground pound, so I left. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, no. maybe I have to maybe that's an ability I have to get at some point. I'll come back and do this later. Oh no. And then later on, like I think I was doing something else and it told me like, hey, this is how you do ground pound. I was like, Oh, okay, I could have done this originally. Huh. This is a disability. This is the thing you do. That one was so clever though. It was a lot yeah. of fun. You have to like get eggs from the audience and boil them and like chop up some ham with you're not getting eggs from the audience the audience is the, the ingredients well yes that's what i meant <laughs> that's i just wanted to clarify that yeah you when you're getting eggs you are picking them from the audience because they are the audience and it's just a person who is an egg yeah it's like yeah i'm getting chosen <laughs> Or like, um, like, what is happening? The the like weird situation where like you have to chop up um like a, a piece of like ham and mm-hmm. the chopper is a pig and he's like this is real messed up, real yep. messed up the whole time. Um, and like and like, go ahead. I was gonna say like the eggs once you select them like oh yeah you picked my brother last time real cool <laughs> I was like ah. And also like the judges are like people you know yeah like ford's one of them mm-hmm. um, so you have to like cook them foods every time and then eventually you get to the end where you have to like super feed them and you he's like off on his own and you're there and you have to like send him ingredients to make food mm-hmm. and that's how you defeat the boss and everything then he's fine he's like all right now i can talk to animals i'm gonna go into the forest i gotta go meet a friend yeah that was actually a really clever use of like a boss battle, though, was to mm-hmm. like have to throw the ingredients that he needs and like help him out. Yeah, it was less like actual fighting and more of like, all right, I gotta look and see what I need and throw that and find mm-hmm. it in the goop. So that gets you access to the bowling alley, mm-hmm. where you you have to go through like another, you have to go through a Ford thing this time, where like basically you do things to get access to him. Yep, and then you go into his mind, into that version of his mind. To learn more about him, essentially. Yeah. Which we'll kind of we'll dive into once we get through all the other stuff first. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other one you have to do is you have to go get a brain. Yeah. For, for Nick. Yep. And you find a brain in Otto's lab. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm just gonna take this brain, I guess. And it's like stick a it in him. Weirdly labeled brain. Mm-hmm. You like go inside of it and it's just like nothing but like a ball of light. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, I guess you're coming. You're coming with me. We're gonna put you in a body. And he's like, cool. And then you also, put him this in is Nick. Jack Black. This is Jack Black. Um, you put him in Nick, and then you have to go through the brain and kind of like make him remember everything. Yep. And it basically turns into like weird Woodstock. Well, it it reminds me a lot of um, like why am I blanking on the on the yellow submarine type art style? Yeah, that also is totally a thing. It's basically just a psychedelica level. I was, but not psychedelic with black butterfly. No, um, no, no, like actual psychedelica. I was drugs. I was in love with this level. It was really cool. Like, I mean, a lot of the levels in this game are just very really clever. well done and well designed and everything. Like, they all manage to stand out in a way that like makes them not just the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um. This one was just really really rad like all the bright Mm -hmm. colors were just beautiful and the whole um 
like aspect of the senses coming together was it's yeah. a really cool thing. And like once I realized that the the like seeing eye one at the beginning, I was like, oh, that's Ford. I know that I voice. Didn't, I didn't put that together until like near like later in the game when I was like thinking back like. Oh, right. Like a lot of those dungeons we or not dungeons, those levels we went through are just metaphors for things that actually happened in the story. Yes. And I put that together. I was like, F- that's good. Yeah, it's really good. And like once I heard the voice, I'm like, oh, my God, that's Ford. And so then I, See, I didn't to put the voice together. So like that was something I had to figure out later on. So but for you, you would have been like, oh. Duh. But I didn't know who the rest of them were. So I was like, who are right. these other people that are in this group mm-hmm. with them? Like, who who are they? Um, and so, like, once I got through the game a bit further, I was like, oh. But the mm-hmm. Ford one I knew immediately. Yeah. But then I was also like, well, why is Ford here? Why is he yeah. only an owl? What is happening? So essentially through this, you have to, like, bring the band back together because they can't perform one at a time or else they'll just be like, tomatoed off stage yep and you go through like various different places in this little map area where like one's like the the stage there's a campground there's like a food area yeah you basically have to go you go find the people and then you have to go get their instruments Mm -hmm. so it's all like it's a level within a level within a level type of thing yeah and you get the little like van that you have to drive around Mm -hmm. and every time i'd run into something like do you want me to drive instead you seem bad at this. <laughs> like I'm trying to find things. I'm doing my best. I'm looking for secrets. <laughs> but yeah, you eventually bring the band back together, and the the the, the ball of like keeps like transforming every time you find more people, gets more senses essentially, and then it eventually transforms into to helmet, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Then it was like, oh, that's Jack Black because he starts singing. Yep, he starts singing. I was like, okay, I know that voice. Yep. And I was like, oh, cool. So you basically, I think through that kind of learned that like, oh, this is Helmet and his friends. And you'll eventually learn like, oh, yeah, this is the the original Psychonauts, essentially. Yeah. And they start talking about, oh, oh, there was another person here that we lost. Mm -hmm. Who we'll eventually learn is Molecula, who is Lucretia Mux. Mm -hmm. The other one. The other one. And Helmet basically has to go through a lot of stuff of like, basically, he has like all like just self-inflicting feelings of like oh i've i failed all this all these things i messed everything up for everyone like it's all my fault everything happened and everyone has to kind of get like no that's not exactly what happened let me let me tell you put you through this and also he's the one i think that introduces the panic attack enemies Mm, yes yes it is him because um as he's like recollecting what's going on he has panic attacks like once he starts getting more senses back Mm -hmm. um he basically goes through like sensory overload yeah which oh same um and so yeah that that was interesting and i do besides all the like psychedelic parts there are also the parts of it, like once he kind of has things back together it's like everything's kind of like dark and starry and you kind of have to like go through these like inky versions of what happened mm-hmm. with him explaining like this is what this actually means this is what happened yeah. here like this is a lot of my guilt um and everyone kind of also coming kind of going to be like, no, this is this also happened. Yeah, it's not all your fault. Yeah, don't worry, dog. <laughs> um, so you do those two, and you get like that one gives you access to the mailroom as well. But I think once you do the the two Ford missions in there, that gets you access to the the barber shop because you don't have to actually do anything to unlock that except I think do the other two. Do the other two. But the Ford stuff is basically just like you go through different 
aspects of his past essentially mm. and various weird things where like the mail room you're in like a giant mail room and there's like a robot version of him be like oh i'm sending letters and you learn about this letter from is it from him to lucy or from lucy to him both okay both but the original one is from him to lucy because it's mm-hmm. there's no address so yeah. it can't be sent and essentially you learned that like, you know, they were all together and then she went off to Grulovia and stayed there and they lost contact with her essentially. And then they learned all this stuff that kind of comes out afterwards and it's like, Ugh. and they got a very concerning letter from her at one point that yeah. they're like, th- which is the one that Ford was trying to respond to of like, we're mm-hmm. all worried about you. That letter did not sound like you. Yeah. The bowling alley one is you running around like this weird city that's full of germs and is trying to avoid getting sanitized Mm -hmm. and you're running around on bowling balls which is a very interesting level which later on i figured out oh i know what this represents oh yikes bad (laughs) um so eventually you learn more about like that stuff and then once you go into like the barbershop that's like hair i don't remember (laughs) The barbershop one. Which one was that? I'm trying to remember. Brain, do the thing. Brain, brain. Brain, brain, brain. Um. Heck. I feel like, was that like the one that's like at night? Yes, because it's like, it's at night and there's like, there's weird parts where like yes. there's combs going up and down as platforms. Yes, yes, yes. And again, you're just learning more of like what happened. Mm-hmm. And then once you do all those, you kind of, he comes back together and is like, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. It's, Didn't really want to remember this stuff. As soon as he came back and said like, I've made a big mistake and so have you. I was like, oh no, what have we done? <laughs> um, I was so worried that it was going to be a situation of like Ford being the villain. But as soon mm-hmm. as he said that and he said it in a very like, serious voice whereas Ford's kind of like normally mm-hmm. I was like oh no oh oh no it's a lot yeah yeah um so you'll learn about that which I will I will go through the Wikipedia here that tells you kind of explains what kind of happens where he's like he explains his relationship with her and everything she went to Grilovia, where she's supposed to quell an uprising. Mm-hmm. And then under the leader of Grilovia, the Tsar Theodore, he just kind of like, he was a, just a vengeful dictator and treated everyone like <laughs> And within that, like her like bad persona kind of comes out and just warps her into the Maligula character. Mm-hmm. And she just goes like all out of control, like just flooding the country and everything. She forces the, the royal family out of the country into exile, and then they have to come in and try and fight her and stop her, mm-hmm. which they do. But then Ford's like, what if we just use this one invention, and then we'll just bury her into someone? Yep. <laughs> and make you think, or make her think she's someone else. Yep. And then you learn, uh, yeah, Raz's grandma is Maligula. <laughs> yep. And Forge just basically did some weird mind stuff to make her think that this whole time. And also and did R- mind stuff to his dad to make him think that. Yeah. And Raz is like, dude, what the f***? 
Yeah, he's he's not happy. Um, and Ford also just like broke himself, but um, I mean, it's explained at one point like she became very susceptible to this kind of like mental break because of the experimentation they have been done been doing mm-hmm. to themselves. They they mentioned later on that like they were doing all kinds of weird experiments and like that while it did cause like all these breakthroughs to happen that like it's probably a bad idea to do all this stuff because who knows what we have done to ourselves essentially yeah bad times nice nice forward impression there thank you i was not trying for that but it works (laughs) so yeah bad things are happening and raz is just mad and for the whole time, it's like, look, you have the right to be upset. I made a very dumb mistake. But also, you can't tell anyone because, oh, God, that could be also incredibly bad. Yep. Yep. Because then you're going to break your family, and then it's going to make a mess. And then uh, it's, it's too much. And Raz the whole time is just like, real mad. Real mad. And that's very valid. Bad. That's valid. Uh, <laughs> um ford takes uh nona who is molecula mm-hmm. as an old lady and raz to the green needle gulch basically like the original place where they all did all their stuff yep and nona keeps like remembering things or like starting to remember things and he's like uh-oh this is not good we gotta do a thing we gotta do some things here to make sure this doesn't cause molecula come out because if that happens bad times yep so you have to basically go around and find more people from the original Psychonauts. You find uh, Cassiopeia, who's been taken over by bees, essentially. Yep. <laughs> and help her figure things out to not be taken over by bees. And, like, meld different personas that she holds mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And, Which like, Wikipedia make her realize, like... like it's all... She's got multiple personality disorder. I don't think that's it. I think it's just that she like had to wear multiple faces and wear different hats and present to different people, and that she had mm-hmm. a hard time reconciling those different like who's, together. Who's actually her? Yeah, I think that's actually what that's yeah. about. But this level is also like a library level, and it's real interesting. It was very interesting. Um, it, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Because you're gonna, you, there's also parts where you go into books and it's like just pure platforming where you don't have any skills or anything, and you have to like figure out, okay, what do I, what can I jump on? What can I go? What's a platform here in terms of all that sort of stuff? It was really cool. Mm-hmm. And you got to hear about like some some forgeries. Yep. Interesting. So you're able to like free her and make the bees not be weird, and have her come and like get the bees away from the the big machine and everything and then Compton shows up and is like hey you're here I had some birds tell me this I mean three bees <laughs> <laughs> and they're very happy to see each other um and then you have to like make the plants go away from the machine so you have to go find um Bob and he's just like in a weird plant house just like I'm making plants I'm, I'm drunk as uh you go into his brain and like the whole time it's like they're like, did I miss something? I don't know what to do. And I was like, oh, I just got to talk to him. Yep. So there you have to like surf on like 
a door and go to various islands and it's a weird it's it it definitely does some weird mechanic stuff where like there'll be parts where like his like weird head will come around and reveal parts of the environment to you that you can like walk on and stuff that's yeah. not water and all that sort of stuff some weird and wild things happening there and eventually you help him deal with his problems and all that so he can come and be like hey get these plants out of here um i do think that something is neat about this i mean obviously i really like the like viking wedding thing here <laughs> with mm-hmm. the giant cakes um but you deal with some some themes here that i think are, are not usual things you would run into in a game um one being like essentially like mother abandonment like his mom just kind of like only focused on one thing and then like you see as she starts focusing more and more on that like you would go through different like sections or repeated sections of the same house but it was just getting messier 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 as she was focusing Mm -hmm. more and more on that i was like holy like that's interesting um and then I, i i put it together afterwards but the whole wedding is actually a, a really cool thing, which I guess we should probably talk about that after we get to that reveal. But um, it was it was a neat level. That one was the one that took me the longest. Yeah. His entire section. Um, and obviously, we're also having to deal with his drinking problem because we're going into his literal alcohol bottles to solve these problems. Mm-hmm. And there's just liquor bottles all around that are serving as platforms. Yep. He's had a he's had a bad day. He's had a couple of bad days. Yeah, a few bad days. To say the least. Yeah. Um but we are able to break him out of it. Mhm. And you have to deal with like crazy plant murderous versions of like his mom and Helmet and who was the third one? I don't remember. Was it Ford? Was it Ford? It might have been Ford. I mean, a lot of them have Ford as a villain. Yeah, so (laughs) it's an easy, uh, easy way to think of that. Yeah, it's either like himself or Ford or something like that. I don't remember Mm -hmm. which one it is, but the mom and and helmet are the big ones. Um, which, yeah, you you end up like freeing his mind, and then um. Helmet in Nick's body is able to like come and talk to him and you realize like they were married mm-hmm. and like a lot of what's been going on is that he's been mourning the fact that he thought that Helmet was dead because yeah. they saw his body fall into like an ice pond and they looked for it and they could never find it mm-hmm. but Helmet had um, used the the powder and had like flung his brain out um, which is how they had like a brain that was unlabeled, and I, th- I think Ford was the one who had like taken the brain, but then forgot about it. Yeah. Um. And so, like, he's been mourning the fact that like his husband's been dead essentially, and he co- he comes back in in Nick's body, and like one of the cute things he's like, "Oh no, this is a borrowed body. Like, we can't kiss." Yeah. Um, which that was cute. He does put on the little Viking helmet too. He um, does. 
but I have to signify who I am. <laughs> but this is the point that I, I mentioned to you. I was like, huh, this is wild that like Jack Black and Elijah Wood technically voice the same character. Yeah. Huh. How about that? <laughs> uh, unexpected, mm-hmm. but pretty cool. Um, but it was really, really nice to see them like over by the the van, Helvet's van, like just catching up afterwards. I was like, oh, you guys. Um, but yeah, like older gay guys in a relationship that's treated just completely normal. I'm like, yeah, this this should happen more often. You don't you don't see that a lot in games. Well, more mainstream games, let's say. Fair. Well, also the fact that they're older though is something like yeah. you see a lot of like younger, younger. relationships mm-hmm. and like coming to terms with it. You don't see a lot of like they're way older. Right. Um and they're very established and they're married and um like you don't see a lot of that. Even if there are weird shenanigans and body swaps and things like that happening, but, <laughs> uh, but it made me happy that it was it was there and just super well as as normal as Psychonauts gets. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've we've got a lot of the original team back together. They all get to like reunite and everything. They're like, ah. It's Yay! You. Also, now we gotta work. Get to work. They all kind of freak out because, like, Nick from the mailroom. What are you doing here? And they're like, "Oh no, no, I'm helmet. It's fine." Borrow body. <laughs> Long story. What if they ever do find his body? I don't know. I mean, like, if it's buried in an ice pond, then like, it's probably pretty well preserved. Anyway, continue. It's true. Um, we gotta get to work. Yeah, they gotta boot up the machine and put Nona in there and be like, "All right, we're gonna do, we're gonna do brain stuff." Gotta figure you gotta out banish this, his personality away. Gotta figure out this malignant thing. Mm-hmm. So they go and they it's Ford and Raz, Raz go into the mind of Nona and try and do all that sort of thing. And Ford just keeps getting yeeted away. Yeah. <laughs> As like essentially the, at first it's like this weird flea play. Like it's like a circus, kind of like what the family does originally. Mm-hmm. As like this is Ford's like this is what I I did to make her think this, and then like you get pulled out of it, and he's like, oh, I didn't make this. Yeah, I don't know what this is, and it's basically like her making her own memories. Yeah. So you get to go through all that, and then eventually you like find like the back part of it, which is like, oh, here's where the things are deep down hidden. Yep. <laughs> Got to fight some enemies and stuff, and then you find like this thing that is supposed to be holding molecular back and it's like held back by a locket that's like a picture of her and her sister mm-hmm. and that gets broken and oh no bad things are about to happen and it's interesting that the whole time that like you're in that area with the locket she's like i don't like it here i'm scared mm-hmm. um and like ford's there trying to comfort her but like she she's leading you through there i, I did like all the like knitted yarn levels i thought yeah. that was cute but um like it was it was really cool to me that like you have all that build up and then like once you get there she's legitimately like i am not comfortable i am i am scared like, um, i think at one point like raz even like asked like why why is this even here yeah like, why why would you make this and i think ford's like we all have this kind of dark thing that's inside of us. It just depends on how well we're able to like deal with it. Yeah, some of us control it better. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, so we have the locket with her and her sister. So yeah, they're about to do the thing, and then they get yoinked. Yep. Well, he gets yoinked. Truman's like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> and then Lily shows up and is like, that's not my dad. <laughs> I don't know you. I don't know you. <laughs> oh, man. So they uh, they go into this brain. They're like, who is this brain? And there's like a weird statue in the center. They're like, huh, that's... This is weird. Like, he's got all kinds of things around here that's like, Lily is your daughter. Like, he's practicing or something. Yeah. And also, like, he, like there's a statue of him in there, and Lily's like, he wouldn't put a statue of himself, and that's real weird. Yeah, that, that, mm, sus. And then you break it, and it's Nick from the mailroom, and she's like, he definitely wouldn't have this in here, because he hates this guy. <laughs> he definitely wouldn't have Nick in here. And then you just learn that this is Nick's brain, his actual brain that's been missing. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, he's the, like the the son of the czar of uh, what's what you call it? Um, that place, that one place, Grolovia. Yes. Um, and then you get into some very weird propaganda. Very weird propaganda. Because, <laughs> like, the whole thing is based around, like, this being, like, a theme park. It's, like, it's a small world, basically. Yeah, exactly. But it's, like, what if a small world was, like, super propaganda-focused? Yep. <laughs> and used to, like, tell the story of this country, but in a very skewed way. Uh-huh. And the whole time you're just like, oh, boy. Propping up the monarchy and... Mm-hmm. Oof. The whole time Raz is like, I don't remember this version of the story. I haven't heard this one. Yeah. Um, Because you you know he's he's from, like, he's partially from, like, his family. Okay, just making sure. Um, So you go through all that, and then eventually you meet him at the end. And he's like, yeah, this is, I'm actually doing this. Also, I'm going to trap you in here. See you later. (laughs) I'm going to take this over. I'm the double agent. (laughs) And then the whole time Raz is like, you realize your dad was, like, super s***, right? And he's like... Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. It was pretty cool. All the people in Grolovia that's like suffered and everything. Uh, I had like a fish tank in my in my house and like a swimming pool. It was real cool. I don't realize what the problem was with everyone else. Yep. Like just super spoiled rich kid not realizing how classist his country was and everything. Nope. How terrible his 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 father was and just like brutalizing the the citizens and everything. And then, like, he's, like, I think Raz also talks to him about, like, oh, you made Maligula, like, kill all these, like, protesters. And he's, like, eh, you know, got to do that before they get violent and everything. You know, you got to you gotta make sure there's no bad apples in that bunch. Ugh. And I was, like, whoo, boy. Yep. Which, like, I wonder how much of that has changed. Like, that dialogue, especially in that part, or at least that this section of the game, changed in recent events. Yeah. Because who boy, there's definitely some uh, some very choice language that has been utilized within, let's say, the last five years. Mm-hmm. That is just very apparent to hear. It's intense. Yeah. Uh, it is very intense, and um, like he he really just wants caviar. But but gross. And then Lily shows up and just beats the crap out of him with a doll of her dad. <laughs> she's just like smacking him with it and like just beating the crap out of it. And she's like, why are you getting hurt from this? It's a doll. And he's like, the box is made of metal. And she's like, 
All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a gift shop at the end. So they learned that like her dad's brain has been kept in this weird box and they go to like the, the photos you get at the end of the ride and figure out, like, oh, here's where it should be probably. Yep. Which is very wild. So they get out of that and then like everyone else shows up because they they felt Maligula's presence and they're like, what are you two doing? Why were you in the grand the grand head of the Psychonauts' head? They're like, uh, we can explain. Like, why would you do this? What's, what's going on here? Why is there all these other people here? What's going on? Why and is Nick from the like, mailroom here? Yeah. And Lily's like, look, that's my dad, but not my dad. The, 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 the traitor's in my dad's brain. I'm going to go get his actual brain. Deal with this. I'm leaving. <laughs> and, like, Raz is supposed to go with her, but then, like, Molecula shows up. Yep. And causes chaos. So he's like, uh, uh, I, I, I gotta go back. <laughs> go do your thing. Um, so basically she turns into like a water tornado. Which, molecular being. Speaking of the water tornado, before we do that, I do want to talk about the, the water curse. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a thing since Psychonauts 1 that, um, Raz has been told his entire life, like, stay away from water because we are cursed to die in water, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, um, whenever you're anywhere near water in Psychonauts 1 and most of the way through two, uh, a hand will grab at you from the water and kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's addressed here that like, that was something that was implanted and it wasn't actually real. It's like, huh? Cause like, there's a definitely a part where like you go back and meet your family very in the beginning of the game. Yeah. And when you're talking to everyone known as the one who's very specific, like stay away from the water. Yep. Which is like, huh? Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Um, which they yeah, do like, something that I was like, oh man, which if I can remember to bring it up, I will. But if yeah. I don't remember, I'm sorry. It has to do with the hands again, the water. No, I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like the whole thing was like part of their family had been killed in water incidents, essentially. Yep. Which is not wrong. No. <laughs> but like they basically kind of like got it in their heads, like, oh, this is a curse and everything. Um, Oh, yeah, you have to go into the, the water tornado and go fight Molecula mm-hmm. in a very wild boss fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the whole thing of her, like, realizing that she killed her sister is pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Oof. Because her sister and her sister's husband had been at one of the protests mm-hmm. in Grilovia, and she did the things there. To get rid of people protesting. Yep. And among those was was her sister. Yep. And basically, like, in her weird warped mind at that point, she's like, no, I, I didn't kill her. It was because these other people brought her here. That's what happened. Yep. It wasn't me. No, I didn't do it. But even, like, even, I get the, the end when, like, she comes to, like, this realization, like, oh, I did it. Who f- cares? I killed a bunch of people. Yeah. Why does it matter? Yeah. I was just like, whoa. Yikes. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was intense. Mm-hmm. Like oof. So, so you have this boss fight with her where you have to like whittle her down and try and get Nona out of her. Yep. And along the way, the interns show up to help you out. Which is awesome. Which is real good. <laughs> and then essentially you have you you make or Nona makes Raz real big, so you have to like do a boss fight where you're very big and against Maligula, which is real cool. Yep. And you have to like knock her off into like a void. Brain void. But then she she still survives by holding, hanging on to the cliff. 
Well, she's hanging on to like Nona scarf thing. Yeah, which is on the cliff. On the cliff, yeah. And then Nona's like, "All right, we'll see you later. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut this scarf. I don't need this." And he's like, "No, no, I'm going into the, the abyss." Goodbye, Maligula. Only Nona lives here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. Intense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, after, I think you, you get popped out and everything, and, like, you're in the water or something, and I was like, Dad, no, you're going to be fine. The curse isn't real. <laughs> you can get out of the water. And you see, like, the, the hand come up, and it's like... And you're like, uh-oh. And it just picks you up, and it's like, puts you on the land, and then waves. Yep. And then from then on, um, like, at, in post-game, if you ever fall in the water, the hand will actually pick you up and put you back on land instead of grabbing you and pulling you down. <laughs> it's real good. Which is a really cute touch that, like, afterwards, it's just like, boop, there you go. Sorry. Like, that's, that's a really cool thing that they did, that they, like, figured out a way to like still have the same kind of mechanic of like the hands are going to be there, but instead of it being like a, a negative, it's a positive for you. It's like, Oh mm -hmm. yay. Yeah. They're, True just, that. they're just like, like um, there you go. Sorry, Raz. So after that, uh, they kind of just like make everything. They fix all the other problems. They put Truman's brain back in his body. Yep. Um, Raz and the other interns become junior agents. Yep. Um, Hollis decides, hey, we're going to be doing stuff. Also, I'm going on vacation because what the f guys? Hollis deserves vacation. I need to get out of here. And <laughs> Truman's like looking at her like, that's leadership. Hollis definitely deserves vacation. <laughs> I guess we'll we'll stay here and clean up other messes. Yep. And yeah, that's basically it. There's apparently a post credit scene that I don't remember. Is a post-credit scene? It says, in a post-credit scene, Raz witnesses Lobato escaping back to Whispering Rock. Oh, yes, I did see that. I don't remember seeing that. Um, yeah, he, he does he does pop out. Because um, he, he says, like, he has his daughter that he's got to go take care of, which I don't know that she's really his daughter, but I guess if he wants to consider her that, then I accept that. Um. She has a big crush on Raz and also a turtle. Twaddle. Twaddle. Um, but yeah, so also Lily and Raz do finally acknowledge like, oh, hey, we're actually a thing. Mm -hmm. That does happen. Yep. Um, but yeah, like this game went places mm -hmm. that I was not expecting. And so like, you know, Ford and Nona and all the other original ones are just like, yeah, we're just going to stay back here and live in our little weird hut areas. Um, but like with, with, with Nick and the whole thing, like whose helmet going to go into? I'm guessing he just stays there. Cause this says they just, they take his brain and so put it in the psycho isolation chamber. Oh, so they just steal Nick's body and they're like, all right, well, this is Helmut's body now. I'm guessing this is how it happens. Interesting. That's what I would do. Yeah, I mean, screw that guy. He doesn't deserve yeah. it. Unless you can find the bo the actual body. Yeah, which that's probably what they would do is like go and now that like Ford is less shattered and everybody else is less like traumatized, they'd probably mm -hmm. go try and find it. But yeah, Um, 
man, it definitely went places that I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was super fun. It was a good story. I, I, I feel very satisfied. Like if this is the end of Psychonauts, like I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. I was going to ask if you think they're going to like do more, but like also like with how long this took, how much crowd development or crowdfunding they had to put into it. Like, I wonder if they would think about it or I guess if it sells well enough, if they'll consider yeah. doing more or not. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are places you could go with it, but like, I'm it, again, if this is where Psychonauts ends, I'm totally fine with it. I, this was a very satisfactory ending to me. Mm-hmm. It was very, very good. And you can do things like um, in the post gameplay, like you can go talk to Raz's dad and figure out like, how's he feeling about this whole thing? Because, you know, his his memories are coming back of like, oh, hey, this wasn't actually my mom. And. And he's also dealing with the fact, like, oh, I have psychic powers as well. Well, he figured that out in the first one. But, like, he's, like, coming more to terms with it as well. And um, and his wife is still having to struggle with yeah. that. Does the sister ever come and tell them as well? Or is, like, that kept under wraps? That's still kept under wraps. Okay. I didn't know if that was, like, a thing further explored in one of the side quests or not. Mm-mm. But, um, yeah. There's a very, very infamous level in Psychonauts 1 called Meat Circus. <laughs> Gross. Yo, you have no idea. Is this the predecessor to Meat Spin? Oh, no. <laughs> um, and and you deal with a lot of the feelings of uh, Raz's dad. And it's it's an interesting level. It's legitimately like they had to alter the difficulty of it on the re-releases because it was literally impossible in the original release. Oh, like it was so impossible to get through, but like meat circus is infamous. So I'm also glad that they didn't do anything crazy shenanigans like that, but I mean, um, if they had, if they had, they had the options to alleviate, alleviate that, I should say. That's true. That's true. Um, Cause yeah, it it was insane. It was insane. Um, and I'm glad that, like, with the re-release, so, like, maybe we need to fix this. Mm-hmm. This isn't good. Um, and, like, I think even the trophy name for it on the PS4 said that about, like, this, I thought it was impossible or something like that. <laughs> um, so, like, there's an acknowledgement that it was a, a, a poorly designed level. Um, but, yeah, it deals with Raz's dad. And so... It's cool to see more of that explored here, but also like at the end, like Raz's dad is like standing by the waterfall and they have a, a bit of a heart to heart on like, you know, what all this means and how he's right. feeling. I'm like, oh, you know, considering that like the psychonauts started with Raz running away from home because he was so ashamed of like, or he was, he was shamed for being psychic and mm-hmm. he wanted to be a part of the psychonauts. Um, like seeing them all come together and like acknowledge like, yeah, you did a great thing. Like you were able to save everybody. It's good that you're doing this and we like that. I'm like, yay, his dad and him are having a little chat. This is nice. Um, so it made me happy. Hi, Loki. Is he also happy? He is. He's making biscuits. Good boy. Good boy. Um. So yeah, I, I, I'm a little bummed that like some of it was lost on you, but um 
That's just to be expected. It's to be expected. And I'm glad that you still at least enjoyed the game. Yes. Yay. Yeah, like I said, I, I had fun with this. I thought it was a good time. And, you know, like we talked about, like, I don't think it's as, like, impactful on me just because of what we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I want to mention one other thing um, that you kind of brought up way earlier. Okay. I played this on the Xbox One. Ah, yes. And unlike you, I had to deal with load times, <laughs> which were rough, which I don't know if that's a, a console-specific problem or it's a problem to the fact that I have, like, 2,000 pieces of DLC on my console because of Rock Band, mm-hmm. and it just makes that console just be like, what is happening all the time? <laughs> so, like, my, my Xbox does not run great, let's just say. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just the thing with that or if it's just the game itself has long load times. Also, I had, a, like, a couple of weird crashes here and there. Yeah, I remember you said you broke it once. Yeah, I broke it in one of the Bob levels where, like, I was supposed to, like, grab something. And then, like, I went up to grab it and, like, I just got screen flickering. And, like, I had to, like, look away. It was, like, that intense. Oh, Jesus. And then, like, it just kept going through the cutscene. And then, like, it was going to load another cutscene afterwards. And then the game was like, no, we're done. We're crashing. That's it. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was uh, not good. <laughs> um, wow. Um, uh, also just a minor note. Um, I was a little worried at one point cuz there is a a level that has like shark in the name. Mhm. But it was not spooky, so it was fine. It was like the big reveal of Maligula level with the cemetery and all. The sharky name. Um, yeah. Sorry about the crashing and the load times, buddy. Hey, that 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 happens. It does happen. Man, this was a good game. I'm so happy. Also, I'm gonna have to like boot it up now and go find my name. Because I totally didn't see it. Go through those very long credits. Very long credits. I did not even know. I mean, I assume it's in the M's, right? Yes. Okay. All right, I'll have to find it. Some of it is also very weird because it's not necessarily in alphabetical order. Oh, God, what? So it's kind of here and there in terms of, like, where the order is. Oh, no. You will have to deal with that as well. I have to search. Yes. Oh, boy. You have to be very careful. Oh, boy. So luckily, there is, like, an option to, like, like it speeds it up, right? Yeah. There's an option to make it very slow as well, so. Ah, okay, okay. I'm going to have to go look. Find my yes. name. Take a screenshot. Yes. But uh, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Yeah. Psychonauts. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got real hyped about Psychonauts. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> so, yeah, Psychonauts 2, it's pretty good. It's a very, very good video game. And deals with a lot of... Important feelings and emotions and brain things that that brain things. Yeah, does it very well. Does it very very well. Um, good job, Double Fine. I'm glad that you guys pulled it off again. Well, there you go. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool is where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Ann Ladium, go to annladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can also watch her on Twitch where she plays weird games. 
weird and random games here and there. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Twitch.tv slash M-E-Y-D-A-L-E-N-N-A. I think I put it on my Twitter, too, so it might be visible for people. I don't remember. Who knows? Either way, that's the link to go to. Yes. Uh, You can follow us. Sorry, were you going to say something? I did put it on there. Okay, cool. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, A Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza. Get access to unedited versions of the ep- of the podcast early. Mm-hmm. And you get a wealth of bonus episodes and content as well. Yay. Well. Well. Next week. I don't know. We'll talk about something not probably brain related. Probably not brain related. Probably not, not brain related. Blah, 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 brain related. Uh-huh. All that. Um, Two things before we go. Okay. Happy 9-11. Never forget. Okay. I forgot about that. <laughs> and uh, happy birthday to Loki this week. Yay. Happy birthday. on the 7th. Who turned He's 11? He's now an elder. He's like 60 years old now. He turned 11. He's an old man, an old grumpy man, but he's always been an old grumpy man, he, so this is nothing new. He's basically been an old grumpy man since he was born. It's I true. mean, I've told he's the story. He's a real story. Florida man. He is a Florida man. Like, legitimately, when I picked him up out of the, the, the crew, all of his litter mates were all, like, nice and happy and let me pet him. And then I picked Loki up, and he's, like, screeching and climbing me. And I was like, yeah, I got to get this one. This, That's Loki. This is it. So he's been a grumpy old man since birth. But he got to have a good birthday. He got to have a good birthday. He got to have a a, a cupcake with an unfortunate design. And he got to have wet food. And he got to have some Star Wars ships. And he got to hang out with his wine bottle. He was having fun. A good day for a good boy. Good day for a good boy. So, yeah. There you go. We'll, yes. talk, to you, we'll talk about other stuff next week. Yay. <laughs>